This is Shuja Rabani, and you are listening to the Pod Your Heart Out podcast. I believe that the right to work in a safe and healthy work environment is everyone's human right. A workplace where there is humanity in human resources and a place where leadership leads by example. Join me in today's conversation if you see yourself as an advocate for that kind of workplace. Corporate social responsibility. It is a topic that a lot of companies tend to have a designated website or a link on their website or information on their website that refers to how much how much socially responsible the company is. Now, what the representation of the company's social responsibility is and what it actually is can be quite different, as I'm going to discuss in today's podcast. Today's podcast is inspired by an article that I came across on the Associated Press, and it has to do with the rape and abuses cases in palm oil fields that are linked to top beauty brands. And these palm oil fields that are specifically discussed in this article are making a reference to two countries in Asia. That's Malaysia and Indonesia. The companies mentioned in this particular article include Procter & Gamble, Unilever, L'Oreal, Avon, and Johnson & Johnson. Now, of course, not all of them are specifically beauty brands, but there is an extension of beauty products in all of these companies. Um, and Palm oil fields, uh, the derivatives that are used from palm oil are also used in products, personal care products, such as soaps, toothpastes, and um, shampoos, for example. So as a concerned consumer or a socially responsible consumer, if you happen to want to not deal with any of these companies or not buy their products, um, it becomes very difficult because you can hardly go into any supermarket or a pharmacy and not see their products on the shelves. A lot of these companies actually have multiple other brands that are also an extension of a variety of the brands that we see on shelves in the supermarket. So it becomes very difficult and complicated to dissociate yourself from, from their products and not support companies that actually work with either directly or indirectly work with any of these um, mills which have, you know, which have anything to do with any of these abuses. So the question really is, what can we do? What can we as HR practitioners, business leaders, what can we do to make sure that we are not dealing with any suppliers, third-party vendors, anybody pretty much in the supply chain and in the distribution channel who may be engaged in companies that have any kind of contact or direct sourcing from other parties that may be involved in abuses like this? For me personally, part of the ethical framework and compliance that companies need to abide by, it has to extend further than their borders. So just because you are a company that is operating in a country or part of the world which is very much aware and protective of labor rights, human rights, women's rights, children's rights, that does not mean that you know operations that go beyond the borders go ignored. Because if you're operating in a country in this particular example, if you are not necessarily operating, but even sourcing from suppliers and vendors or anything like that, which operate out of countries where labor laws, human rights laws, and other legal framework may not be in place to put that protection for people that may be susceptible to abuse. 
it becomes the responsibility of the parent company. For those of you old enough, you might recall the case of Nike many years ago where um, Nike had to really do a lot of damage control in terms of their public relations disaster when the case of child labor had popped up. And that's a classic example that just because you're operating in a country that protects human rights laws and labor laws does not necessarily mean that if you are operating somewhere else or if your products are being assembled somewhere else where the labor laws or just protection for workers is not necessarily set in place with the international best practices framework. So as somebody who is working in human resources or someone who makes these decisions around where to start operating a business, I would like to ask you, where do you believe your responsibility stands or how do you ensure that what your values are matches the values of your suppliers, your vendors, people you do business with? What kind of actions do you take? What kind of due diligence do you put in place to make sure that you are not operating or you are not supporting or dealing with um, any kind of party, any kind of company, any kind of individuals or businesses which may not be aligned neither with your values or with the corporation that you represent. You can reach me on info at podyourheartout.com or visit the podyourheartout.com website on www.podyourheartout.com. And of course, you can always interact with any of the social media posts or um, content that I upload, and I'm more than happy to interact with you there as well. Until next time, thank you for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you. 